Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Packaging Brothers podcast. My name is Brandon, and our guest today is Ben Stern from Novo. Ben was actually featured on Shark Tank, and Mark Cuban invested in his business, which actually shifted a little bit after the show and turned into what is uh, now known as uh, Novo, which they manufacture, create single-use water-soluble packaging solutions. Really fascinating stuff. Lots of patents, lots of really good opportunity here, and the business is growing quickly. So Ben kind of walks us through what the company is, what the technology is, what he thinks the future is. So lots of good stuff here. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Ben, welcome to the Packaging Brothers podcast. Nice to meet you, Brandon. I'm really excited to have you on and to talk about Novo. Likewise, likewise. I'm happy to elaborate. <laughs> so these pods, and if for all of you that are listening, like please go to nobo.com. It's N-O-H-B-O.com. But it's these dissolvable pods, right? That product can be put in. And why don't you just tell us about it? Of course. So at Nobo, we encapsulate and pod beauty and personal care products in water-soluble films. Think of like a Tide pod. Our goal is to eradicate single-use plastics outright in the industry by replacing really packaging with something that dissolves, melts away, and leaves no trace behind. Okay, great. And what are the pods actually made from? Like what's like what's the material or are there like multiple materials to choose from? Yeah, it's a multiple material compound. We've developed our own water-soluble polymer film. Essentially, when met with water, it quickly, rapidly solubilizes and biodegrades in less than 28 days. It turns into carbon dioxide and water. It's more biodegradable than a banana, actually. Wait, so this is a polymer to start. So it's a plastic polymer to start. But how does it biodegrade faster than like other types of polymers? Sure. It's extremely water loving. Basically, it melts the second it meets uh, meets water. And bacteria in the waste treatment plants eat at the water-soluble film in a liquid state. And uh, it turns into carbon dioxide and water very, very quickly. So it doesn't turn into microplastics or any of those types. Like it doesn't break into smaller pieces of plastic. It actually biodegrades fully. Absolutely not. It breaks down at the molecular level, not the particle level. So it's designed to rapidly solubilize, break down. Microplastics are so prevalent because they break into small pieces, harming microorganisms. But when you break things down at the molecular level, it's night and day difference. Very, very cool. How long has the company been around for? Actually, eight years. And if it's helpful, I can provide a little bit of background on myself and how it all started. Yeah, yeah, please do. Of course. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington, the great Pacific Northwest. And growing up, we were always taught to reduce, reuse, and recycle over and over and over again. And uh, the thing is that never really sat well with me. I always thought the most efficacious, the most impactful products you could use would disappear in a sense when you were finished with them, somewhat like food. So years later, I was sitting in this biology class freshman year of high school, and they put on this really fascinating documentary covering the ins and outs of the plastic bottling industry. Hmm. Became so like distraught, horrified to see all this plastic flooding the landfills, the oceans, just consuming marine life outright that it struck a chord for me. I went home, I saw my mother using one of those Tide Pods and I was blown away. Like I just didn't understand how science has enabled materials, liquid materials to be encapsulated in a water-soluble film. Stepped foot in the bathroom and noticed all these bottles surrounding the bath basin. And I had this epiphany. What if we could encapsulate and pod beauty and personal care products, industry that produces nearly 120 billion units of 
packaging each and every year in water-soluble films, effectively eliminating the need for, for packaging outright in this category. I continued to grow it, got it on Shark Tank early on, where we closed our first pre-seed for Mark Cuban, went on to raise some institutional VC, and today we um, have a 12,000 square foot factory and laboratory, multiple patents over this technology, and we work with CPGs, beauty brands, you name it, to uh, convert their existing products into a potted form factor, effectively taking the water out of their products and going through a process to convert them to a pod-friendly format. We would create pods for them and then we we saturate the market. <laughs> That's incredible. Where's the manufacturing being done? It's made actually in Palm Bay, Florida, where we are located on the Space Coast, actually, where they launched the uh, the rockets from. So that's the area I live, Central Florida. Very cool. And then does the filling happen at your facility as well? Yes, it does. I'll, I'll look. And do you have, I'm guessing if Mark Cuban invested that he probably, there's some patents or, or something that's involved that makes this proprietary? Yeah, we're the only ones in the world that can make monodose pods for personal care. Incredible. Mark Cuban invested in us early on. We have three issued patents, another six filed. We work with all the large CPGs and a bunch of beauty brands as well that convert their existing products. Ben, this is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Right? I mean, I mean, this is really cool. Why hasn't there been, like, what's some of the resistance in the marketplace to, for brands to adopt this new format? In my mind, CPGs are historically slow innovators, meaning there really hasn't been a substantial innovation in packaging in decades. Like Tide Pods launched in 2012. By 2015, they comprise 15% of the U.S. market of all um, of all laundry detergent applications. New packaging in general, sustainable packaging is now a priority for CPGs and beauty brands. It's in every single annual report that any large Fortune 500 CPG has. This is a trillion dollar industry. There are, there are so much riches to be made in this specific category. Packaging is an industry that's literally killing the planet in one sense. And I think we have an opportunity to make it good, to change single-use packaging, the negative connotation to a positive one. I think it hasn't been done. It's just there's an innovation cycle. Like Tide Pods really only launched less than a decade ago. Moving this to a personal care category is pretty new. Water-soluble films have existed for a while, but they really weren't utilized to their fullest potential. Now we're starting to see that. Hopefully, we'll leave the charge in personal care. Others will follow in, in new and other exciting categories. Well, that's great. Is there any concern, you know, being in the bathroom, shampoo, like, is there any concern with there being, you know, kind of like water contamination to ones that you don't want to use? Because I... I'm guessing like a Tide Pod, like if I were to reach in every time with a Tide Pod and grab it with really wet hands and water were to start to seek into the rest of the products and all of those pods would start to break down. Pods are inherently sensitive. Yes. Yeah. So how do you kind of, how do you kind of get around that, that sensitivity or do, or do customers just need to be aware of how they're handling them? Sure. We want to design the customer, this user experience to be as optimal for the product for the consumer as possible. So we, we've created like vitamin dispenser secondary packages that can actually sit in the shower, be refilled infinitely by the consumer. Mm. So we've designed solutions specifically targeting that problem to make sure that water doesn't ruin adjacent pods. Got it. Yeah. That's cool. I was on the website. I was trying to find a picture of it because it sounds, it sounds like something that would be 
probably pretty important for someone that wanted to have, you know, shampoo and body wash and conditioner in the shower with them. Absolutely. It's got to be in the shower and secondary packaging is very important. Our goal is to make secondary packaging infinitely refillable and to make primary packaging dissolve. That's awesome. And I'm sure that you've gotten some some success, some really good things on the horizon. Where do you think Nobo is going to be in 10 years from now? Sure. I think for one, just as an industry in general, the industry is changing, going through not evolutionary, but revolutionary changes in the next 10 years where packaging will look entirely different in your grocery stores and your drug stores. Like they're going to have to meet the metrics that the corporations have put themselves up against. I think our products will lead the charge for personal care. If you go to CVS right now and blur your eyes, it's just a sea of plastic bottles that are relatively single use. I think consumers are going to start seeing through a lot of the claims like PCR, marine bound packaging claims, just because they're they're incremental steps and they don't radically change how consumers are consuming personal care products. I think our products do inherently have that function. So um, I think over the next 10 years, you'll start to see pods in general rise drastically, not only in single use formats, but also in concentrate formats. Good example is SC Johnson, actually. Their CEO every week is posting on LinkedIn like uh, new new packaging, new dissolvable concentrated packaging products for like Windex cleaners, whatnot. I think consumers will start to see that heavily on the rise. Yeah, I think so too. We have a number of brand owners, founders that follow this podcast. If what's kind of the process for a company, you know, to kind of get involved with your company? What are some of the logistical constraints, like MOQs, budgets, that kind of thing that that brands should be aware of? Sure. Um, so we work with companies in three distinct ways. We don't take in outside formulations. We convert existing formulations to potted form factors. So let's say you're an Estee Lauder. Or and own, I don't know. I'll give a more generic example. Let's say your shampoo company A, and you want to convert to a pod form factor. We'll take your formula, take out the surfactants, emollients, extract blends, like conditioning agents, whatnot, convert it into a pod friendly format. Do a bunch of testing internally, and then come up with this nice finished product where it's one to one with the liquid version. We are a full-service manufacturer where we can make nearly 200 million drops each year. They come to us. We make the pods really turnkey. That's option one. Option two, we have a set of existing private label formulas. Our brand is Sunrise Session, but it shares similar formulas to those. Our library there, where brands can come to us and we can just essentially change out the packaging. The third option is creating something entirely new and unique, like new applications just for these potted form factors. And those are a bit more of a product development process. Okay. So converting current formulas is the one, white label is two, and then three is coming up with something brand new. Exactly. Very cool. What are like the minimum order quantities or, you know, kind of expected annual quantities that you would like to see from these like projects? Sure. Individually, our MOQs for drops are 250,000 individual drops, but this that's where it starts. Basically, if you downpack it into 60 account containers, it could be as low as like 8,000 units. Our MOQs are up there. It does take a while for us to turn on the machines and make pods. We It is an investment for us, but users can expect to yield as much product as their secondary packaging allows. I don't think that MOQ is too high at all. Right. 
Yeah, it just depends if it's a smaller beauty brand startup or a larger CPG that has the ability to stock up. Yeah, that makes sense. How many drops would kind of fill a... All right, I guess this might be customizable too, but you know, like a standard 16 ounce like shampoo bottle or something, how many drops would be in there? Yeah, we typically say a 60 count shampoo tube. We sell them in paper tubes currently for our Sunrise Session brand is equivalent to that 16 ounce shampoo bottle. Okay, got it. And just to revisit that Sunrise Session, that's that's your own brand? Yeah, that's our own brand under Novo. Very cool. How many, how many products does does that brand have? It has, I believe, seven or eight products. It has shampoos, conditioners, body washes. We also make single-use sheets of film, water-soluble film that is embedded with actives like hand soap, body wash, whatnot. And it just melts away practically instantaneously, leaves no plastic trace behind. This is kind of random, but I am, I'm a runner and triathlete at one of the big marathons. Instead of having paper or plastic cups with water, they had the, those seaweed water pods. Have you heard of those? Oh yeah. Ooh, very familiar. So what's kind of the difference between their pods and yours? I know the seaweed bio and then plastic part, but have you kind of looked into other alternative materials like that? Sure. One major differentiator is we focus on water soluble technologies. Everything is supposed to melt with water. Their technologies, as far as I'm aware, are very much predicated on encapsulating. You can eat the film, you can um, you can trash it, <laughs> it'll biodegrade. So it's a, it's a really interesting technology. We want to create solutions that dissolve and leave no trace behind. So you would not recommend anyone to eat your pods? <laughs> no, we wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> they are a safe product to use and consume. Yeah. Yeah. I would not recommend eating, like I wouldn't recommend eating your existing shampoo bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Anything else about the company or brand that, that you'd like to share? No, we just really love to partner with new upcoming brands that share our vision and mission to reduce and wean off plastics. I think packaging in general is such a huge opportunity that like is going to be insanely different in the next 10 years. And I, I think we're going to be the ones that help lead that charge. Outstanding. Well, Ben, I know you're a very, very busy guy. You got a lot going on, but I really appreciate you taking the time today. Nice to speak with you as well, Brandon. All right. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. And a special thanks to Ben for being our uh, featured guest. Really exciting stuff with uh, Nobo and uh, really excited to see where this technology goes. As always, feel free to interact, provide feedback, send us messages, whatever. We love hearing from you. And until next time, take good care. (laughs) 